And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show us a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. It is Tuesday, June the 1st, 2021. My name is Justin. I have missed you so much, but tonight I am joined by not one, two, three, but, oh yeah, actually just three of my brothers, because one's not here. I Look, I went to Kentucky, Matt's not my strong suit. <laughs> Guys, it's so great to see you all. Dave, what's up, man? Hey, life is great. Wonderful. I'm feeling good, and I'm rocking some super suntan at the moment. I don't know if you can see that. But. Yeah, dude, you are. Yeah. I've been down down your way, so I'm I'm with you. I might be uh, bleached out by the light a little ooh. bit, but ooh, I, I was feeling nice and golden. Isn't that a great mm-hmm. feeling? You know what? There is no better um, cure to a dad bod than a good tan. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, yeah. When I used to work in the gym, uh, we always said that tan fat looks better than pale fat okay so that's why i've always been like okay i'll just tan year round so that way i look <laughs> stupendous all the time so right, you know good just i could have so, i could have done with those words of advice during like furlough compliment to you or not i, I don't, don't know, know what it is i don't know how to take that let's move on <laughs> excellent hey mike how you doing good I, i'm not as tan as you guys i'm kind of a pale shade of a urinal but uh you know i'm uh, i'll be down in florida soon and getting some sun you know my, my tan's worn off in the couple of weeks that i was down there ago but uh you know I, I'm, I'm doing good we had a, a memorial day weekend it was uh not such good weather up here uh, i think it's the coldest memorial day in in the history of the northeast since like 18 something so oh, wow. uh, not a good way to start the summer but you know i i have a feeling there'll be good things to come yeah, man, you're heading to where I was. Yeah, Same I'm, I'm excited to sidebar about that. Well, the so, the thing is, is like I called Mike and because I was at this resort in the Keys, and he's going down in like a couple of weeks, say the same resort. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna leave you. I bought um, like pool blow up rafts and everything. It's like I'm gonna leave these for you here at the lobby. You know, just whenever you check in, ask them and they'll give them to you. And then um, my uh, my bronzed uh, uh, dad bod. Um, popped both of them throughout the week as I was trying to get in and out of them in the pool. And can wow. I tell you guys something? Dude, there is nothing more embarrassing than popping a raft in the pool because it envelops you and you just see Actually, as like the based bubbles on what, come up around you. Based on what you just said, I think the only thing more embarrassing than popping a raft in a pool is popping the second raft in a pool. Yeah, I'm just going to put it was that Katie, out. So she was really mad. She's like, are you kidding me? Really? But dude, it envelops you and it makes that sound like, like it's just... 
Like you're you're all of a sudden scuba diving in the middle of this pool. It's like <laughs> as it just encases me, and I think I'm going to be in my my uh, uh, cocoon heading to the bottom. My ten dollar uh, 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 cocoon that I got from um, uh, what's what's the grocery store there, Dave? Uh, uh, what are they called? Not Publix, but Win Dixie. No. What are you talking oh. about? There's... Grocery store. Yeah, we Publix. 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 Is it we Publix? discussion. We've, we've, we've got back to Publix? Come on. People are already moving on. They're already supporting like other chains by now, okay? Like, okay, maybe it was Publix. All right. Okay, that's fine. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, what Joe, about Joe? <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of, speaking of all of us, dude, how was your week? It was good. It was good. I uh, A friend invited me to the Indianapolis 500, my first time. Oh, nice. My first time in Indiana and my first time in the city of Indianapolis. And it was it's quite a lovely little city. I actually enjoyed myself, and uh, yeah, the weather was crappy, Mike, in Indiana. So you were not alone. It was uh, forty-eight the one day, and then, but for the day of the five hundred, it turned to be high sixties. So yeah, I was still rocking some shorts. So, but it was good. I can't complain. And uh, also, too, a shout out to uh, all of our DDP family, whose uh, families made the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, yes, hundred percent. Day, we uh, we thank you and your families for uh, for your family service to our country. So thank you. Yes, yes, well, well put. Uh, as far as Indiana, uh, my brother into the north growing up, um, we like to call that the receding hairline of Kentucky. Uh, not only are your family disappointing you, but you're disappointing yourself. So um, we'll just go on from there. Now that we've ex- ostracized all Indiana listeners, wow. let's move on. <laughs> Joe, how was the race, man? Was it good? It was, let me tell you something, it was as a big auto racing fan, I've been to the Daytona 500 many times, but... The Indianapolis 500. There's something about it, man. It was it was reduced capacity. I can't even imagine what that place is like when it's at full capacity because it was like a giant party and it was 130,000. They could seats over 300,000, so it was a lot of fun. I can't wait to go back in a few years again. But yeah, it was. Uh, and I will say this: shout out to the people of Indiana. The nicest people, everybody opened they up. They have to home. be, Joe. They, they, they have were, to be. I guess, but they were. it was a lot of fun. People were real nice. They, t- they could definitely tell we were from out of town and because we were the only people that were tan because we were from Florida. But it was a good time. They were nice people. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to going back. Uh, people, people from Kentucky understand everything I'm saying right now. All and right. they will wholeheartedly agree with me. It's like you look at New Zealand, Dave. Okay? Oh, it's I, just, get uh, I get it. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, it's the same way. You're like, oh, those people. And those yeah. guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Joe, I was actually thinking of you uh, the other day. I was sitting watching the Tomorrowland Speedway go past me. And I thought, wow, <laughs> this has got to be way up there with what Joe's experiencing right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, good. It's, it's, pre- it's pretty close. Okay. I mean, you know, at one time they did sponsor in the Indianapolis did sponsor the uh, the speedway there. So, uh, you know, they wanted to give that realistic feel. Uh, All right. You know, there you go. Speed, speed in your face. You know, two hundred thirty five miles an hour, uh, two thirty five at Indy, seven or eight in Tomorrowland. It's it's the exact. That's same on the sensation. downhill. <laughs> will you do me a huge favor next time, guys? When I'm in the parks, when I get off the Tomorrowland speedway, will somebody just bring me a huge thing of milk uh, to drink milk right when I reef. get off of it? <laughs> Why milk? That's weird. Isn't that what they do there? Isn't that what they yeah. do at the Indianapolis 500? That is, yes, it's a tradition that dates back to the 30s and uh, 30s or 50s. But yes, the um, every participant will request what kind of milk they want if they are the winner. How about and, none? Uh, 
Well, it's uh, there are there was one or two drivers that actually requested chocolate milk this year, yeah. but uh, but yeah, it's just been a tradition with the Indiana Dairy Farmers Association. It dates back, and it's it's been a tradition. See, that's why then. that's why Justin can't participate. The he'd, kid. Well, and he'd yeah. be like, "Can I get some coconut milk, please?" Um, no, just lactate. <laughs> so, so, my lactose-free, my lactose-free lactate milk is perfectly fine. Okay, and I'm not embarrassed about it. It's fine. Uh, people up in Indiana came and spell milk, so it's fine. All right, let's move on. Here we. <laughs> Oh, okay, we're gonna... <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Poor Mike's sitting there going, oh, four years down the drain. Uh, well, let's move it along. Here we go. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I've missed you guys. I've been gone three weeks. Uh, I am glad to be back. We're going to have a blast. Uh, we're going to talk something that's absolutely, uh, if you don't have a smile on your face before you ride this, you have one coming off of it. That's because you are extremely soaked. Uh, your day has been changed. This is something you have to plan for, but as a very interesting backstory, located in the heart of Animal Kingdom in Asia, we are talking Cali River Rapids. Guys, I want to get your opinion before we dive into the history a little bit of this. Uh, Dave, you're in the parks almost every day. What is your opinion on this amazing attraction? Um, I, I love it. I've ridden it a number of times. However, I have not ridden it as much as some people probably think. Uh, given my job, a lot of people are like, oh, Dave rides all the rides all the time. Uh, and during normal operation, I do. However, there is one attraction in Walt Disney World that a VIP tour guide is not allowed to ride. And that is... Carly River Rapids. Really? Okay, yeah. it makes sense though. It makes well, sense. Well, we like to say when it, if ever like a kid or a mom asks why not, our standard response is well, because very few people look classy stepping off Carly River Rapids. Yeah. Um, there's no there's no getting away that yeah there's um there's only a couple of rules that we have one of them is don't ride that and one of them is don't eat a turkey leg. For the same reason, because very few people look classy eating a, eating a turkey leg. So. Someone brought that up on the Patreon this week. Oh, and yeah. They were like, they're like most overrated things at Disney, and turkey leg came up. And I have to admit, I've never had one mm. because they look so messy yep. that I just don't want to even get involved. Exactly. With that. That's what Carly is. You just look messy. Um, my favorite thing is, I don't know how the algorithm works. But I think there's somebody who is there figuring out how to make sure the mom who tentatively didn't want to go on the ride mm -hmm. is the person that gets absolutely saturated through and through. Yep. Like, I don't know how it works, but that's the person that gets wet. I feel like Mike gets wet when he gets goes on it. Well, you just wrote it, like, what, three or four times in a row, you said? Yeah, you know, I was doing my trip recap, and I can't believe I forgot this. When we were down at Animal Kingdom on that torrential downpour day, my kids begged and begged and begged to go on the Cali River Rapids. And this time, this experience was one of the few times, other than a DVC party or a Halloween party or like an after-hours event, was the only time in my Disney history that I was ever able to go on the ride back to back to back three times in a row. I don't think I've ever had that happen before on a normal operating day. Um, it was one of those rainy days. The rides are just starting to open up again. I don't know why people didn't jump on this opportunity because we had just gotten soaked in a torrential downpour. And there's any time to get wet is when you're wet already. And um, we went down there. We walked right up. We got on the ride. We went through. Uh, first time around, I didn't get that 
wet at all. Second time and third time, I got pretty soaked. <laughs> but um, it was pretty cool that we literally didn't even have to get out of the ride vehicle. They just said, you want to go again? No problem. Go ahead. And then, you know, and after, after I dodged a bullet the first time, I said, well, I know I'm going to get soaked the second and third time. And, you know, I did, but I kind of expected it. Uh, there was one trip, particularly on one of our previous trips where I actually went on and I and I came out unfazed not a drop i couldn't believe it i was completely surprised even the seat that i sat down on wasn't wet i've gotten wet more on pirates than i've had on this particular time and i was completely surprised and you know quite a few other times i've been quite soaked but uh i was i was extremely impressed i was able to go so many times in a row on this last trip all right so let me ask you were you wetter on cali river rapids this time or wetter the first time we met all of the ddp cruise family no the, the, the cruise family was the wettest i've ever been <laughs> <laughs> that that was absolutely I, I don't I, I could have swam across Bay Lake and come out drier than, 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 when, than when we met all of the DDP family over at uh beer garden that night. Uh, I've never been it's never been worse than that ever. I mean it was horrendous how wet we all were. And yet everyone had a smile on their face having a good time. Uh Joe, dude, is this your attraction or not when you're so, in Animal Kingdom? So Jen and I have a rule with this. We only ride this attraction if we're staying on Walt Disney World property. Because okay. There's, there's nothing worse than going to Animal Kingdom, getting soaked and driving an hour and a half home with wet socks and wet clothes. And then if I don't have anything to change into, it's just it's just a miserable ride back. So we will only ride this staying uh, while on property because, okay, I could deal with a 10-minute bus ride or whatever. But, yeah, I'm the one doing the driving. I don't want to be sitting in traffic on I-4 soaking wet. So. And that's inevitable that you're going to sit in traffic on I-4 exactly, at some point. Yes. Like yep. it's That's just what's going to happen. So. But, uh, yep. Uh, speaking about this this attraction, like the whole backstory of it, um, I like the premise of, of the ride. I like the fact you're sitting in the foothills of the Himalayas. Uh, this family that has come up with this ecotourism idea of doing a river rapids uh, through the Chakarande River. I think I'm, I'm probably butchering that. Um, and to highlight the beauty of the forest, but literally they know that uh, illegal loggers have taken over. You're doing great. Um, I, I like the, you know, whenever we talk Animal Kingdom, of course, we talk conservation. And this ride, I think, more than most, uh, it really puts a, a spotlight on the on the conservation aspect of this park. Um, let me let me ask you this: Do you think that this, Dave? This is going for you. Do you think that this attraction for the average Disney fan? Actually, I'll move to Joe because I just lost Dave. Uh, Joe, do you think this attraction for the average Disney fan? Uh, takes that conservation and 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 you know makes them get off there going oh i really should look into what i can do to stop deforestation so <clears throat> i consider myself a pretty diehard disney fan disney parks fan I, I was racking my brain before tonight's show i can't remember ever there being the sounds of chainsaws or any even mention of conservation or about that there that this this attraction brings attention to that i can't remember that so I applaud the effort of the Imagineers. I think it's a great that they just, they just didn't put a raft ride. This is not Six Flags. There's some thought that was put into this. I can't remember. I don't remember this this this, this conservation. I just don't. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't think so. So I think this attraction kind of misses out on certain aspects of what it was originally meant to do. Um, Mike, one of the things about this, this I think this would have been really cool. When we talk about what they originally wanted, when Joe Rohde was sitting down and they're coming up with this concept for this amazing attraction, they said, hey, we're going to make this pretty much a Kilimanjaro safaris on a river. 
So as you float through, you're going to float by uh, animal enclosures and be able to see animals that would live close to uh, rivers in Asia, you know, maybe see the tigers, see stuff like that. Um, and you would, that's, that's what the attraction initially was meant to be was, was that then they came, they came together and they said, this is not going to work. One, you're not going to see the animals, but for a split second, if they're even out, think about, think about when you walk, uh, you know, some of the trails, even walking the trails, sometimes it's hard to see certain animals. Now imagine as you float by on this four and a half minute attraction, uh, trying to check out these animals. And two, they said it may be a little stressful to these animals to every you know twenty six seconds see a <laughs> a raft of humans going by. Uh, and so that's when they changed the idea to more of a conservation style. Uh, out of those two, Mike, which one would you take? Um, I think I agree with Joe. I didn't get the whole conservation message. I kind of had that uh, that that Kilimanjaro, not the safari feel to it. I, I, I mean, I, I do know because I just saw it. There was that logging truck there that was overturned. Yeah. But I, the whole logging conservation thing just never ran through. Uh, it would obviously it would be very cool to have animals there. Uh, the Kilimanjaro safari, we definitely get the whole idea of the poachers. We used to have that whole story about you know the, about the elephant and uh, you know the, Simba one, Simba one, yeah. So I mean th- that whole message plays through with that. Um, I think maybe because of the speed of the ride and how long it goes, it's really hard to pull off that whole uh, you know safari kind of thing. Um, I, if they really wanted to drive the conservation message home, maybe they should have done a little bit more on the queue. Uh, but I definitely think that doing what they did is probably the best way to go with it because I think doing the animal thing probably would have got lost in the sauce, so to speak. Dave, where do you stand? Um, yeah, right there with everybody else, actually. Until <laughs> And I understand that you know I love a good story in Disney World. Um, I'm very passionate about some of the stories. I'm also very good at telling some of them. And... Until you started rattling that off, I don't think I could have told you what the story of this particular attraction was. Because, yeah, you get off it and you're like, I got wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they don't really drive that story as much as they do in some of our other attractions. So. Let me give you, let me give you uh, something I think they do really well, and that's the queue. Um, for me, I think the queue starts well before you ever enter the queue, uh, as far as passing by... Our good friends. What did we name that area with the uh, with the monkeys there, uh, Dave? I can't I, remember. I believe we settled on Gibbon Point. Gibbon Points. So you <laughs> <laughs> you pass by Gibbon Points, and now you know where you are. You're in the heart of uh, Asia, uh, because where else are you going to see gibbons frolicking in the trees? Yeah. Uh, in a in a you know a, obviously not man made structure. That's a uh, you know something that grows out of the wild. Um, as you enter, though. Uh, one thing that Joe Rody put a ton of emphasis on, let me do this. I think it is a perfect accent to uh, Expedition Everest, okay? Joe Rody is such a, a unique uh, mind when it comes to detail. Um, one thing that I, I challenge everyone to do is the next time you're on this attraction, walk into the queue. When you get into the hut, look up. Because on the hut, um, there is uh, traditional Buddhist parables uh, that you can go in. And they were all picked out individually by Joe Rohde um, that helped tell a story. Um, and all the murals you see are originals. Uh, it's, it's just a, the little things like that that no one's ever going to notice 
is what makes the storytelling of this very unique and very cool. Where they lost us was they went from taking us to this amazing place in Asia to now you have these massive trucks that are just spitting out diesel, you know, and spitting out fire uh, used to be. You don't do it anymore. Um, and I, I think that loses the the kind of awe that you do get on Everest. Because as you go up Everest, you still see the artwork on the mountain, you know, in some points. You still see the the bandanas and, and everything that the, the, the climbers have left throughout the years. Um, whereas with this attraction, I feel like once you're on the attraction, it's actually a letdown. Where the queue... Builds you up the whole time. Whereas you just don't see anything. You don't see anything. Yeah, because as you said, you're moving so quick. Yeah. And it is, it is a very, very fast attraction. Um, I, I, I don't think... I think it takes people like the, like the four of us to want to know the story to be able to be into the story. I mean, Joe, does this matter to you, though? Like, when you're in Animal Kingdom, are you like, whatever, I don't need the story for this? No, I mean... <clears throat> I don't. I mean, I the one thing I do when you talk about Everest is I every time I go through that queue, especially since Fast Pass or single rider is not really available right now, I do like all of like the the pictures and the mm. artifacts that are in there. Like I think Everest is one of the best queues. I mean, I see something new in there all the time. I can't now. Obviously, I've ridden Everest more than I've ridden Kali, but I, I don't. It, it's a nice touch. I think it's what separates a Disney park from other you know, theme parks out there, but I don't necessarily hundred percent need it. I don't know if, if this ride would be, or this attraction would be better. And I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but if this would be something where there was like a walking path along where like other guests could like see you during the ride and like, maybe like shoot cannons of water at you. I don't know. I think that would be, I think that would be more fun than anything else than actually trying to tell a story. Maybe just make this one of those like fun kind of rides, but I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's I think that's what it's kind of missing because everybody has fun on this ride. Yeah. I think I mean I think it loses like I think it's trying to be serious, but it's it's really not. It's not a serious ride. I think they should have made it more of an adventure. They should have made yes. that part yes. of the uh, the Everest story. You know that would have been chapter one to the Everest story. Have something else in between, and then finish off at the roller coaster. Maybe tone down some of the the getting completely soaked, and have that the story of the Yeti. Maybe add a cave to that. Maybe add it. You know because it has that theming of Everest. So maybe you you play into a bigger chapter of Everest. Uh, you know finding the finding the Yeti on the final you know in the final part of the ride. But go from that to something else to something else uh, would be kind of cool. Make that like a chapter one chapter two and then Everest would be the final chapter so to speak of, of your, your quest to find the Yeti and uh, that would be the first leg of your journey something else in between and then finish it up with Everest you kind of nailed it for me it's one of those things where let's talk about the Jungle Cruise now this is kind of blasphemy putting the two against each other because the Jungle Cruise is an iconic attraction and I don't think it'll ever uh, you know, ev- Kilimanjaro is never I mean uh, 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 Calgary Rapids is never going to be even close to that but Look at the scenery changes that you get with the Jungle Cruise. Even going into the cave or going into the temple. Um, if they had done something like that, Mike, it would have been an absolute no-brainer because now it breaks it up. Like, my senses are being thrown. Like, I'm not just Florida sunlight, Florida sunlight, water, water, Florida sunlight, ah, water, water. And <laughs> you always get that weird smile and interaction with the people in your boat. You know what I mean? Like you, like you're in something together. Like we're a team. 
we're going to make it through this. You know what I mean? I don't care how many boats I've been into. By the time, no one's speaking. By the time you get that first little bit of water, everyone's going, ha ha, yeah, we're in it together, you and I, that's it. Dave's giving me a look, he's stuck, but that's fine. Um, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things, man, where this attraction, dude, if they had just, it's so monotonous for four and a half minutes, where it's like, go, 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 you know, stuff like that. Uh, Dave, do you think that maybe when they're building this, Imagineering could have put in something like that to where you get something new, something different just to break up that ride? Well, it's four and a half minutes. That's a decent, that's a decent attraction. It is a it is a decent length attraction, and it between but by the time I think those lifts take so much yeah, of the time yeah, of it yeah. um, that they then probably had challenges figuring out what else they could add in without turning it into a six or seven minute attraction. So um, I love Mike's idea of putting it in the, that, uh, as, of, as chapters of a story, that would be amazing. Um, and to Joe's point, there is actually a small interactive element. Um, he mentioned being able to shoot cannons at them and, um, and it's not functioning right now due to uh, COVID, but um, if you've ever been near the exit of the attraction, there's a bridge where um, you cross over, and on that bridge, you actually have an interactive element where you can cue the elephants that are then spraying right at the very end. So I didn't know if you were aware of that, uh, but it is really fun to like watch a small child spray their family if the child has uh, chickened out and is standing there waiting. It's great fun. Can I, you know what uh, they, they ought to do? Like The story thing's perfect. You go on Cali River Rapids, right? And just like Everest, you know, if you climb Everest, you have to go to base camp. And you have to sit at base camp for an extended period of time. So then you go to the bar in between Cali and Everest. And that's your base camp. And it's a three drink minimum <laughs> before you head up Everest. You see, now we're making money, we're making good times, we're making memories. And if there's no weight, you have to pound shots. Just <laughs> you have to pound shots. It's just they're all, they're there on the table. You know what I mean? That's just you have to work your way into base camp, and they could call the bar base camp. You know, I love it. I love it. This that's exactly what we would do. Um, you know, you were talking about the lifts, dude. Joe, this thing at the beginning lifts you ninety feet. And then your big payoff at the end is a 25-foot drop. Yeah, I don't understand that. I wasn't a math major. I didn't do very well in my math SATs, but I can't figure that one out. <laughs> you have quite the, quite the journey. You know, yeah. uh, 90, 90, you're 90 feet up, and then by the end, you get that 25-foot drop. So, well, it, it, If you look at like a Google map, I was kind of just playing around with it right now. Refreshing my memory, it's like you take that huge lift up, you make like a hard right-hand turn, and within like, you know, maybe 20 seconds, you're like, you're ready to make that another right-hand turn to go down that drop. And you're kind of, it's that anticipation's kind of building. And what you guys talked about it before was nobody, it's like what, 10 or 12 people on that boat and nobody's like really talking to each other. You're out there with like random strangers. And by the time you hit that first drop, it's like, it's almost like Russian roulette. It's like, okay, who's going to be, who's going to be facing backwards when, you know, when you hit that drop. And once you go down that drop, 
everybody, like I said, you're all in a skin. are like, oh, dude, that's crazy. You know, you like, start cheering for the so, demise of everyone yeah, else. You're almost like, oh, that sucks. You know, like, <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of brings the boat together, and it's uh, it's almost like a for it's like an icebreaker. And I think, that, honestly, as the monotony of the ride of the attraction you guys are talking about, that is what makes the attraction fun. Is it's like you go from being not knowing each other to like you've just experienced this like together. You know what I'm saying? And everybody starts talking, so it is pretty cool. Well, this is so. This was Disney's first um, like rapids, uh, big flotation style ride. You know, now you have a couple more in the in the parks. You have one in DCA uh, with Grizzly River Run, and you have uh, I think one at one of the other parks overseas. Um, but this was their first attempt at this. But where, where I think that this is a weird attraction for a lot of Disney fans is we've done these in other parks, like you know, like whether it be Kings Island in Ohio. Um, neighbors to Indiana, um, or it be uh, you know uh, even Universal. Look, I mean, we talk Bluto's Bilge Rat Barge over at Universal. I mean, like it's easy to compare this attraction. Whereas, like, look, it's you. There is nowhere else in the world other than a Disney park. You're riding Space Mountain. You're riding Splash Mountain. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, you're just not getting those experiences anywhere else. And it's weird to not see Disney set this apart. This originally, this this attraction originally had a different name. Um, the original name was going to be Tiger Rapid Runs uh, because originally, like I said, you were going to see animals along along the thing. And then they, this is what I don't get, uh, uh, Mike, is they they said that name didn't portray the story enough, but wow. Cali River Rapids does. I don't think either one of them portray the story that they're trying to. What would across. you name it if you had to portray the story? Uh, for a logging uh, thing, um, I don't know. Uh, Deforestation river run. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Exactly what I was going to say. Can, can we? Like, it's it's weird, and I understand the idea of having attractions that are, you know, that are trying to. It's especially with Animal Kingdom that are trying to not only tell a story but build awareness to deforestation or poaching or just you know nature in general. Um, but it it it's kind of weird to have attractions that are kind of bummers. <laughs> well, and so there was a mention a few moments ago of uh, the original theming for Kilimanjaro Safari and yeah. um, and Little Red. Um, yes, yeah. bummer, dude. Yes, yeah, not uplifting at all, at all. The mom's um, dead. You yeah. know what I mean? You're I like, I mean, that fits with most Disney stories. It but, does, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, there's a uh, the, there's an element where we where we almost steer towards that theming, and then they were like, yeah, let's let's not do that on this occasion. Like, yeah. I don't know. This one for me, like, here's the thing. Is this a must-do for you guys every trip? No. Depends on the weather. Depends upon if it's a hot, humid, soupy day, then it's something to cool off. Then we'll I do mean, it. soupy. Hold yeah, on. Oh, you know. Hold he, on. He's right. Soupy. Yep. Right there with you. I know what you mean, Mike. You you mm-hmm. stick with that verbiage. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Dave? No, it's... um. It, if you're there with the girls. <sighs> Yes, um, I have little littles who love the idea. Yeah, that's of getting Riley. Wet Riley loves and, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's a there's a moment in like their teen years where the guests go, 
I really need to do this? And, um, and they kind of like age out of it a little bit because yes, you get to that point where unless you're already sopping wet, you're going to be walking around or stuck in I-4 traffic like Joe, uh, yeah. sopping wet and nobody wants that. Do you plan ahead, though? See, I plan ahead. If I'm going to ride it, I bring an extra change of clothes. Oh, at least you bring an extra change of clothes. I thought you were a poncho guy, and I'm about to, like... No, 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 I was about to log off. I was out. No, but let's but let's talk for a second about... Um, back a few years ago, Disney installed lockers, but took away our marvelous uh, uh, thing that go in over the middle, the the, the, the plastic, or the, the rubber thing. Mike, you were just there. It's not back, right? No, it's not there, and I was surprised because uh, the the few times before, previously that I wrote it, they had a uh, there's a bin in the center of the of the ride, and it would have a little uh, snap cover where you could put your valuables in, and uh, to, I'm I'm assuming that it didn't seal up as well as they thought it would, and probably there were some ruined phones, maybe some ruined cameras that Disney had to answer for, and instead they got rid of that cover and they went to lockers. Uh, that's the only thing, you know, Justin and I we we kind of chatted about this before. I think maybe there was a liability issue going there that people kind of had the impression that hey if i put my stuff in here it's going to be perfectly safe but um you know i've put my stuff in there before when they used to have that little cover in the middle and it was pretty wet inside to begin with so i can't imagine how well it actually was or you know maybe somebody forgot to put on a snap or something i, I don't know but uh i have used the lockers before um i've used them and uh, and uh, i didn't use them this time but uh but i definitely saw that those middle covers are gone all right so let's play a little game okay Let's play a little game. Other than this attraction, give me other locations in Animal Kingdoms where smells are pumped into the park. Can anybody think of one? Naturally or artificially? Artificially. I mean, naturally. Holy (laughs) moly. Dude, that train ride out to Rafiki, sometimes it gets ripe out there. It gets ripe. Hey, you're going going past Tembo House, okay? Tembo means elephant. Um, That can be brutal. I mean, obviously, flight of passage. Okay. Um, pipe the smell on the attraction. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Stay in Pandora. Oh. There's another one. Or as you walk into Pandora, you have uh, you have the smells pumped in right oh, as you walk okay. over the bridge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere um, else? There's a terrible smell in uh, Dinosaur perpetually. There is, but I think why? that's just please. I don't. Okay, I can I tell you why. Okay. There's a history about this. So the reason for that was that attraction was originally sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> Thus, the, the floor is only cleaned as often as floors in McDonald's are cleaned, and that's once every 26 years. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. I wonder <laughs> what so that algorithm that's was. That's what that smell is. Well, so if anyone wondered, that's why, that's why that attraction smells like that. It was The original sponsor was McDonald's. They haven't cleaned it since they lost the sponsorship. So. Uh, well, exciting news is that we're coming up on we're twenty three years into that since the ride was built, so that's really exciting. There you go. Yeah, um, they'll clean it in another three years. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was the vomit smell from Primeval World. Hey, Justin, oh. I, Justin, I will take your uh, McDonald's floor and I will raise you a Waffle House floor. You can slide around on those floors at any Waffle House you visit. I thought I you just came house. to a stationary stick on a Waffle can, House floor. Can we talk? Can we talk for a second about this? Let's let's roll off. Can we talk for a second about the obscenity, the absolute absurdity oh. that is uh, the brand new White Castle in Orlando and the five or six hour wait that you crazy people waited for White Castle in Orlando? I love White Castle. What is wrong with you all? I wouldn't wait five hours for it. 
but I had it this weekend in Indianapolis. I waited ten minutes. I waited eight or nine minutes in the drive-through, so not five hours. What do you get? The burgers? I get yeah, I get like six cheese. You get sliders. the chicken rings? No, I'm not a big chicken ring guy. I'm more just give me the sliders, man. Um, I've never been to one. Um, really? I have no idea what it is. Uh, it's it's, all I know is that Harold and Kumar really wanted to go to one, and um. And it's people, cr- people in Orlando are just conditioned to be willing to wait. Okay, like it's I crystal want- without without mustard. <laughs> They're crystals. <laughs> if you know what crystal is, the same thing. All right, let me give okay. you this. Okay, so this brand new White Castle opens right outside of Disney property. Uh, people were waiting up to five hours uh, to get there. It's the uh, Florida. It's getting there. It was the first White Castle uh, uh, over in over fifty years. Um, now, for those that of you who don't know White Castle, that says something about their marketing strategy. Yeah. For those of you who don't know White Castle, they are very they're square burgers, very tiny, like Joe. You know, Joe, they're 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 two biters. I like to call them. You know, like and you get a little cheese, little onion on there, and all that good stuff. Now, let me give you this. This is the way Mike rolls to White Castle. Only offered at the White Castle in Orlando is a uh, what they call the. Let's get the name of this thing here. Uh, it is called the. It's a combo. Let's see here. This is what we call doing show prep on the fly. Anyway, we'll call it the White Castle Magical Combo. Okay. Uh, this thing cost $6,199. It's only available at the White Castle in Orlando, Florida. Are you exaggerating that price tag? I am not. What? Is, it a, not. Giant, is it a giant Crave case? It is not. So for six thousand one hundred, and that's the way Mike goes. This is the only thing he orders. For six thousand one hundred ninety-nine dollars, customers of White Castle can get ready to scarf down six thousand nine hundred twenty sliders, which would probably feed the family of twenty for a month if they are vacationing in Disney World. And there would probably still be a few thousand left over. It says it's on the menu. So there's a picture here of it. It's called the Crave Palette. Is what it's called. Why? What? What even is that, Mike? Why would you do that? I well, I, I haven't gotten that magical package yet, but I usually get the Crave Pack, and it's a, a twenty pack of of the burgers. Oh, the Crave uh, Clutch, yeah, yeah, you know, the twenty pack. Um, it's 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 something, Dave, that I I can almost taste this podcast right now because White Castle has a distinctive flavor, has a distinctive smell. It's it's one of the most unique things you'll ever have. I I wouldn't call it a Cheeseburger, I would just call it White Castle. It's kind of like Domino's Pizza. Domino's really isn't pizza. It's just Domino's. White Castle is just White Castle. It's its, it's, its own entity onto itself. But once you've had them, you'll never look at them ever different again. And when the craving hits to have, you have to have them. It's just it becomes a an addiction, so to speak. Thank God we have plenty of them here. It tends to be the uh, – there are very 24 hours around here. It tends to be the late night um, stumble out of a bar, tend to – kind of you know satisfy your appetite at three four o'clock in the morning uh, but you will certainly feel it for a few days because it is oh. not good on the belly <laughs> okay so, there you go. Yeah, so i will say i have two tips and like i said from the northeast just like mike we have white castles in many places uh two tips number one you can buy them frozen in the grocery stores they are not the same it is not the same experience so oh is that like people trying to claim they get mickey bars at their supermarket they're still it's white castles, but they're not the same number Number two is if you're going to eat White Castle, okay, you are going to smell like White Castle when you are done, even if you eat it inside the White Castle or if you eat it at home. So if you have any kind of jackets or shirts on <laughs> that you don't want to smell like White Castle, 
remove them, burn put them, them. Some, put them somewhere else, and then put it on. Because, for an example, we went through the White Castle in Indianapolis, and I told my buddy who was driving, I said, dude, take off your jacket, you know, just... Yeah, put, it, put it in the back because There's we're gonna, it's gonna going on. because because <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna smell. We we ate the White Castles in the car. He goes, oh my god! Like five minutes ago, this car reeks of White Castle. He goes, thank God for telling me to take off my jackets. I told you, man. I'm like, we're gonna smell like it. We had to wear the jackets the rest of the weekend. I'm like, Joe, can you please go and get the T-shirt you were wearing from your laundry? Uh, the, when you ate White I, Castle, I and- did the I did the laundry tonight. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> can Damn. can you all do me a favor though? Like so, uh, uh, next time we're next time any of us are together, somebody get Dave some White Castle. Please, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like Dave, this, I, I got a pass to Orlando on Friday, so I'm all right. I'll let you know my location. Wait, can we, is this like a new Uber Eats option for Dave? This just drop, great. just drop him off, man, and then um, we'll watch Dave just just he'll 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 barely be able to get to the restroom within you, thirty you, minutes, so. Do you guys remember when we were doing a podcast about a water ride? Which was that? Oh, this one. Anyway, maybe <laughs> oh, not. Oh, that's right. uh, Cali okay. River Rapids. I forgot about that. Well, speaking of uh, Cali River Rapids, is one of the things after you get off of here is you're hungry. You know why? Because you waited four and a half minutes, and you need sliders to keep your sustenance going uh, as you go through that. Um, let's talk a little bit about some fun stuff. We talked about um, the sense. That's where we got that's from White where Castle. That's it was, right. Um, we were talking about some different different stuff. Uh, this is one of the only attractions uh, in Disney that puts scents out there. Uh, one of the, one of the major attractions. So you might not realize it or not, uh, but the scents are infused into the mist uh, as you uh, as you get a sense of jasmine uh, as you go up the uh, up up the thing. So that's a very cool very cool addition that they do to this attraction. Now, what's weird to me is out of all the attractions out there, with all the great storytelling. This one gets the sense, and the storytelling is meh, not so much. Uh, so I, but hey, I'll take it. I absolutely love it. Um, we talked a little bit about how the ride had a different name. Uh, now I want to talk about probably my favorite part of this attraction when I was younger is the flames. Does anyone remember the flames in the logging scene? Uh, right now, people are shaking their head yes. In the logging scene, there used to be flames that went off. And they've been gone now for probably six years or so. And I think they're missed. Now, on a hot floor today, you might not miss, you know, being belted in the face by fire. Um, but I think it added that sense of adventure to that scene, uh, kind of an ominous foreboding of what's to come if, you know, people didn't change their ways. Uh, then, you know, that's what the story says. But now that's gone. So you no longer have the flames that go off uh, go off there. So I feel bad. Mike, do you remember the flames? I do, and I, I do. And I, I remember it was very similar to the flames when you were on the uh, Backlot movie tour. You know, it had that same yes. kind of feel, gave yes. you the same kind of heat, uh, you know, when the truck or would tip fantasmic. over. fantasmic. Yes, yes. So it was. It was. Oh, very cool. like singe your eyebrows, kind of. Yes. Ooh, are they still there? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I do. I do remember them from one of our earlier trips because we, you know, we started going back in two thousand nine, and um, I know they definitely had the flames back then. Yeah, man. I thought that was a good addition. I, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, come on, you know. But I, I will give this attraction this. It's a great introduction for younger kids to a thrill ride. It's only a 38-inch height limit. Yeah. So is, it looking, a, is it a must looking, for Riley? I, Riley's a thrill seeker. She's a good... She's a good. She loves it, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah she loves it. So um, she asked me today, she goes, because we're doing a daddy-daughter trip in the end of July, because 
<clears throat> Katie came to me and Katie goes, this is adorable. She goes, uh, what do you think about uh, us taking a family trip to Maine to look at lighthouses? And I was like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> you are such a supportive husband, yes. I was like, have a great time with your girls, okay? So she's going on a girls trip, and Riley and I are going to Legoland and to Universal. And she comes to me today, and she's like, can we ride Rip Ride Rocket 17 times in a row? And I'm like, I don't know if Dad can handle that, but I'll do my best. Yo, I'll um, so meet yeah. you. That, that ride's awesome, dude. dude I'll ride that great. with you. <laughs> dude, meet us there. Let's do yeah. a Universal Day, man. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, but Cali River Rapids is that great introduction for kids. Because you have, what, 38 is, you have this, you have uh, Seven Dwarfs. You still can't do Splash. You still can't do Space. You still can't do Big Thunder. You still can't do, I mean, there's a ton out there that are 40. Yeah. But 38 is kind of that magical number. 38 is a big moment. 38 means that uh, Slinky Dog, um, yeah, Millennium right. Falcon, Rise yeah. of the Resistance, um, basically anything in Hollywood Studios um, except for... Um, Tower and um, what's Star Tours? Rock and 40, I believe. Star Tours is 40. So, yeah, but anything yeah. over the back there is all that 38, all the newer stuff through there. Yeah. Um, they're all 38. So, um, but yeah, 38 is definitely a checkbox. Well, you kind of get that. It's that first checkbox you get to with your kids. Yep. Which is fun because everything else you can do any, I mean, you can take them on as a baby. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's, that's, that's a fun one. Um, let me give you guys this. Uh, each of the let me find it here. Each of the the uh, 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 boats have a different name. Did you all know this? There's twenty of them. I actually noticed this today uh, while we I was a there. More attention because you knew I we totally were doing this? was, yeah. and it and it had like a name written on it. I went, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Each of the 20. I, only, I think have, it was called like Bonyan something. Bon, Bonyan Bay? Yeah, there you go. All right. We have Bonyan Bay. Uh, Cali Bumper Car <laughs> is one. Uh, Kathamaduzi. The Monoslu Slammer. The Sherpa Surfer. And the Himalayan Hummer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Some of them got very creative. Um, I'm sorry, I tried to keep going. You can edit that. I don't know what you are laughing at. There's um, all Joe Rody put his input in on all of these, and they are fantastic names that represent all of these amazing uh, rafts very well. Uh, guys, let's chat a little bit before we close this up. Uh, where where do you stand on this? If you're telling a person coming to Disney first time, are you telling them, yes, you have to do this? Or are you saying, you know what? If you get to, you're fine, but I wouldn't take time out of my day to make sure I do it. I just tell them last ride of the day. Don't do it first. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable all day. I agree, I agree with Mike and I. I think it's somebody, if it's somebody's first trip, I think they should experience it. But I think it's by, by the end of the day. Because I say, you're going to get wet, but it's a fun ride. It's greatly themed. I still think it's it's better themed than you're going to find out of Six Flags. So I definitely would tell them to do it. Um, on the provision, they are adequately warned that, yes, they are going to actually get wet. Um, like, it's one of those things where some people go, oh, Splash Mountain, I don't actually get that wet. It's just a splash. And if you walk onto this misinformed or under the same impression, uh, yeah, like, you can walk off 
And still, even on a 90-something degree day, an hour later, still be drying out from this. Like, it gets you good. Like, Dude, it's, it's a great... For me, it's like we were talking about. If you have young kids, this is a must-do. Like, I would say this is a must-do over some of the other attractions that are, that are around Animal Kingdom. But as you get older, something changes inside of you to where being soaked is just not your favorite thing. Um, for me, if it had... I, I, I know that it didn't work out to have the animals and stuff like that. They didn't have to have pins with tigers and all that stuff. But to have seen, like, the gibbons going over the top, you know, uh, like maybe climbing around to see some of the other just animals you may see, I would almost rather take a more docile river cruise uh, down this and see these animals than I would to have this adventure, this crazy adventure. Or I would love the storytelling. I never thought about that, Mike. That's such a great idea. Um, have that storytelling um, for leading into Everest as it being your your initial journey, you know, maybe to the summit uh, of, of Everest. Um, I, I, I would tell someone, uh, look, once you do Flight of Passage and you do Everest and you do, uh, you know, all the other great attractions, then if you have time, make sure to hit it. But, yeah, you know, absolutely. I agree. You know, one of the things that you get to experience when you're on this ride is watching everybody come off the ride completely soaking wet. I mean, they look like drowned rats. And um, what better time than to take a family photo? And if you take a family photo of you looking like a drowned rat, what a great place to put it would be on our Disney Dad's Facebook page. We have some amazing pictures on our Facebook page, and that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Joe, what's your pick of the week? So speaking of uh, Maine, Justin, uh, my pick of the week uh, comes from Michael Taylor. And Michael Taylor was up in Maine. And he met up with Rob and Alan, uh, all part of the DDP family. And I just think it's awesome that uh, our DDP family listeners out there are meeting up with each other, making friendships and making connections. And uh, he posted a picture of their meeting up there. So, yeah, my shout out to uh, Michael Taylor and Robin Allen for um, my pick of the my pick pick of the week this week. Dude, can I honestly say so we're running on uh, this September. It'll be four years. Um, we've been doing this show and that's the coolest moments for me is when we get to see these relationships that have been forged and that, you know, people travel together now and they meet up and they create memories and they, it's just, that's the, after, you know, what originally was three goofballs, now five goofballs chatting about their love for Disney and you get this amazing group of people. So I do, that's for me, it's. I think I speak on behalf of all of us. That's the coolest spot about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, what do you got for me? What's your pick of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with um, a young man that was having a great time in Walt Disney World, uh, so much so that he continuously kept waking up Seth Dawson, uh, posted a picture of his son who would uh, start the day by throwing open the curtains. Uh, he said he was channeling his Anna, and I, I think that's that uh, Coronation Day moment for Anna, and he would say, Dad, son's out, time for Disney. And I love it. Like, Dude, that's, it's the, it's the epitome of, like, going on your Disney vacation and that moment where, yep, you're not keeping them in bed. There is, it doesn't matter how worn out they were when they went, they've woken up and they've had that moment of realization that they're still here and they're headed to a Disney park, whether you're coming or not. So put some pants on. Let's go. 
The sky's awake, so I'm awake. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Mike, why don't you go ahead, buddy? Sure. My, I'm going to cheat a little bit this week, and mine's really not a picture of the week. It's going to be a little bit of a video of the week, and it goes to Andrew Hage, who snuck down a few weeks ago, had an amazing time, and he posted a little video of surprising the kids in the back of the car on their way to Disney. Super cool. Disney surprises are the best surprises, and you have my pick video of the week. Ooh, I like going with videos. That's even better. I like seeing the videos. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Does I'm that go mean with... we have to redo the pick of the week? Um, I hope not, voice. because that was <laughs> unplanned. Video of the I don't week. know if anybody knows. If anybody doesn't know the story of that, that was me just being an idiot. Um, in we call that we call that weekdays. <laughs> yep, uh, being an idiot between our little gap between when we were looking for pictures, uh, and Jay took that and turned that into the pick of the week song, and now it's been around for. Three years, man. And Joe, I know, like, it's one of the things. There's two things with Joe when he first started coming on the show. Pick of the week song and the, and that's a rap. That gets you every time, right? Bro, I'm still singing, like, picks of the week. <laughs> I'm still singing that right as we speak right now. It's pretty. It. It's pretty classic, man. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to my good buddy, Derek Pitzer. Uh, there, look, there's a lot of times you can be in the parks, but Derek is not in the parks. But he brought some Disney magic with him on vacation, and he brought Pabble, the rightful king, by our good buddy. We're missing him tonight, Jason Odegaard. Uh, guys, right now, if you're not done it, pick, uh, scroll down, click on that link, order that book, add it to your Disney library. It's a fantastic edition. Or even better, go to Barnes & Noble right now and get the hardback edition, brand new. I haven't got mine yet. i got to get it. Uh, but hardback edition now available at Barnes & Noble, eventually be available at Amazon as well. So make sure to grab those. Justin, you know, we had some great pictures this week. Why don't you tell our Disney Dads family what the best place that they can post their pictures and get a hold of us? Yeah, I tell you what, say it every week. Come over to the uh, podcast family on Facebook, Disney Dads Podcast Family on Facebook. Of course, uh, you can also reach us at our emails. It's Disney Dad Podcast at gmail.com. And then our personal emails are just our names. So Joe, Disney Dad Joe, Disney Dad Dave, Disney Dad Mike, Disney Dad Justin, Disney Dad Jason at gmail.com if you'd like to reach out to us individually. Uh, of course, we have some amazing, amazing things planned for our patron. On June the 12th, we have our adult Zoom night where we are going to play some Bean Boozled. Uh, going to have a little fun with that. We're going to do some games. Uh, it's going to be just for the adults. No children. This is going to be PG-13 and above. Some stories that we've never told on here uh, will be told that evening. Uh, and for as little as $2 a month, you can be a part of that. It is an amazing, amazing thing. And also, you get an extra part of the show every single week. You get to be a part of the Disney Ads Podcast patron family on Facebook, separate page, uh, Facebook page. And, uh, it, man, we just have such a good time. Tonight alone, guys, it's worth it for this show because I have such a fun thing planned for us tonight that's going to make Joe giggle like a little girl uh, like he does every now and then. It makes me uh, makes me smile. Uh, so click on that link. Join us on the patron, uh, the patron group. Helps us grow the show. Helps us keep this uh, commercial free, which we love doing for you. And of course, while you're doing that, slip us five stars. Leave us that nice review, that virtual hug. Uh, and look, if you're going to travel, get a hold of me. Justin, to with me travel, I'll take care of you. Uh, if not me, then use a travel agent. Use somebody because uh, that little bit of love you put into a small business is, uh, is huge to that business. We really do appreciate you. Um, guys, I have had a blast. Look. Kilimanjaro or Kilimanjaro Safari. Well, see, I'm just I'm I'm ready to go on to any other attraction. Cali <laughs> River Rapids is not my favorite. Okay, I'm going to say that, uh, but it is a staple in Animal Kingdom, and for children and for for uh, a lot of people, they actually love 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 this attraction. Uh, and I I am happy that we dove into it tonight. Talked about a little things maybe we would change some of the stuff we love. 
and uh, and it's been a blast always. I can talk Disney anything with you guys each and every week. Uh, guys, let's close this up. Let's head over to Patreon because I'm excited to get into this topic. Mike, help me close it up, buddy. Justin, I'm so glad you're back. We certainly missed you the last couple of weeks. It's always fun having you on, and uh, it was really cool talking about this topic tonight. And uh, besides talking about the you know the water ride, I'm kind of hungry for some White Castle, so I'm looking to wrap oh. this up. Joe, so uh, <clears throat> it's always uh, it's always fun talking about you guys. Anything Disney, like you said, uh, I have a better appreciation for Cali River Rapids right now. So the next time Jen and I are in the parks, so and maybe try to uh, hit it up and. Uh, Maybe I'll check out the the logging theme. Maybe I'll take that in. <laughs> Maybe I'll appreciate that a little more. And on the way back, I'll uh, have some White Castle as well. I'll just make it a, a tribute to tonight's show. But as fun, it was fun as always, guys. I appreciate it. I love it. Dave? Um, I, you know me. I love a good story. I love um, the way Disney will tell that. And um, I'm also – I also love the fact that – and I tell people this all the time, it's impossible to know everything about Disney. And a lot of people sometimes will ask me a question and I'm like, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm happy to put my hand up and say that up until somewhere in the last 45 minutes, I did not completely appreciate or be able to tell this the story of this attraction. So I feel like I've learned something and um, and I appreciate it from that point of view. So um, heaven forbid whatever family I get on tour in the next week or so that says can we do Carly River Rapids? And I'm going to be, well, only if you appreciate the deforestation uh, element of this, of this and the importance of, of that we're drawing to your attention. So. Only if you listen to my 36-minute spiel That's about right. this attraction. I've got yes. three other guys that had a great conversation Let me get them on it. FaceTime real quick. Hold on. This yeah. is now part of the tour. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, Disney Dads family, we appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you uh, each and every week for hanging with us, letting us be in your ear, talk a little Disney. Uh, patron family, stick around. We have an amazing topic tonight. These guys have no idea what I have for them, but we're going to let them know it now. You know, as you go through Animal Kingdom, one of the beautiful things is seeing the amazing animals that grace all of the lands of Animal Kingdom. And tonight, we're going to talk about which of those animals you're comfortable fighting. All right, let's go over to the Patreon, guys. <laughs> have a good time. Disney has family. Have an amazing week. We'll talk to you real soon. Until next time, goodbye. Have a good Cheers. night. Cheers. See ya. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.